Mansfield 103.2, the home of great music. You're with our weekly discussion show, getting to the heart of issues across the community. Tonight, 103.2, a rise in child sex offences, how to protect your kids online. Alongside Sid Pepper and former police inspector Peter Jones on the panel this week is mum of two and former modelling agency boss Tammy Butler. Is social media a real danger for youngsters? Are parents too afraid to be open and honest with their kids? And just what is the best way of effective parenting? All questions and topics as 103.2 arise in child sex offences. How to protect your kids online. Here's your host, Tony Delahunty. Apologies, this is a, an awful subject that uh, we do need need to address. Barry Burnell, the football coach, locked away now. Uh, all sorts of other inquiries, all sorts of uh, people uh, still coming up and saying, alleging further offences that uh, Barry Burnell is said to have committed. Uh, not surprisingly, the NSPCC very much on the case with all sorts of facts and figures, recorded child sex offences across the UK at an all-time high, figures up by 15%, uh, recorded crimes absolutely in the thousands, 64,667 recorded crimes against children and young people, and offences closer to home in Nottinghamshire increased by a fifth to 1,308. Now, I'm not sure if that's uh, uh, offences that were actually proven or offences that... uh, well, I, I imagine that was the, the sort of proven offences and there were other allegations. Let's start with the man from the police force, former Detective uh, Chief Inspector Peter Jones. Peter, this is, is a horrific area. Uh, how, how difficult is it to, for the police to handle, even in your day when there was lots of policemen? Well, it's, it's one of those things that I'm pleased to say that the public are reporting. That's the important thing. The figures have gone up significantly because people are having confidence to report it. And that's got to be a positive. So let, let's, let's look on that for a start, that people who are being abused actually feel that they can come to the police and they can say, this is what's happening. They are being believed uh, and people are being prosecuted and that's got to be a positive. Why do you think they didn't come before, though? I mean, we're we're seeing people, hearing of people many, many years after the event suddenly coming forward. Why didn't they at some stage or when they reached adulthood, why didn't they shout then? Because they were concerned that they would not believe, uh, be believed. That You've got to, to remember that years back, people just did not accept that these things were happening. And so they were... They were concerned that they wouldn't believe, be believed. There's also this attitude that you can understand where they blame themselves to some extent as well, thinking, why, why did I let it happen? Uh, and so they are embarrassed about the whole aspect of it. And it, it becomes an issue for them that, thankfully, they're able to get over nowadays. I'm going to come to Sid in a moment, but first of all to Tammy Butler. Tammy, uh, from a, a woman's viewpoint, a, a young girl's viewpoint, where, did it ever happen to you? Did you feel that you, you were being abused in some way? I think there was quite a few instances. Uh, none of them really came to fruition in the end. Nobody <laughs> won their plight that they were trying to get to. But um, 
it was quite normal, I think, when I was growing up anyway, for girls of my age, anywhere from probably 12 to 18, that that happened multiple times, whether it was older boys or adults or respected people like teachers or those members in the church. Is, um, is it handled it, a different it, way in America? Uh, it is now. Uh, when I was younger, I think it was very much the same. It was swept under the rug. You didn't talk about it. You didn't tell your parents. You didn't tell anybody else. You probably told your friends. You talked amongst yourselves. But you felt that if you came out, you'd be ostracized. Um, I did see a few girls come out in the open to disclose things. And the pain that their families ended up going through with the neighbors and the other children and everybody pretty much slating them for lies as what everybody else viewed, to the point where they literally had to sell home and move to other cities. So, so this said, your experience on, on things like that, you said to me just before we came on air that if, um, if you were in a situation, maybe you were, uh, where somebody was trying to abuse you when you were a youngster, when you got to the age that maybe you could front them up or whatever, you may well have gone and had a word, or, or maybe your word might have been physical also. Oh, it would have been, but... You know, I was touched by the evidence given, certainly by the two main guys in the Ben case. Weren't they so brave in what they were saying? And it was the message that was underneath all this that I was interested in. Why did they do or say nothing earlier? And basically, they were ashamed, but they hadn't got the vocabulary. Remember, these were eight and nine-year-old kids. Eight and nine-year-olds can't converse as an adult does, but... You know, it's clear to me that this has been going on since the 50s. It's a cover-up at the highest level... Uh, whether it be the church or in politics or whatever, th this is massive. I mean, we're, we're now hearing at Rotherham, we're talking 1,500 victims at the moment in Rotherham. I mean, that's no different. OK, we know that's a, that's a grooming, that's basically an Asian situation and how they treat white girls. But it's quite clear to me that uh, children, girls and boys, have been abused, have been groomed, and the only thing they've got is an ambition – uh, they want to do well at school, so the teacher shows a shine on. They want to do well at football. They want to do well, and somebody just goes in and 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 picks at this and promises them to be able to deliver. Manipulation. It is. It's clear manipulation, and there's always been people like this. Always will be people. But I'm sorry, uh, it's only just starting to get any kind of traction with the police. And in fact, they're not even doing that well in Rotherham. You know, why can't we have this massive, massive inquiry in Rotherham and just use that as a leapfrog? or platform for people to get on board. Peter Jones, why can't we have a massive inquiry in Rotherham? It's not that far from up, up the road from Mansfield. Uh, I mean, is it the simple factor that... His figures are spot on. 1,500, something like the allegations. I think it's only been about four people that actually have been charged so far. And the police are saying this is the most difficult crime to deal with. You need officers who are especially trained. The latest figures I've seen, they've said, we need 100 more officers. 100 more officers per town with a problem in, in this country. Never mind just on, on, on these type of sexual offences. You, you're not got a police force to even near touch that. No, you haven't, but it's got to be dealt with, and uh, Rotherham are trying to deal with that. But they've, they've like every other police and force... And failing to deal with that. Well, but like every other police force, they've, they've had officers cut uh, from their numbers, they've had support staff cut from their numbers, and it does need specialists. It needs people who know how to get the information from the children without leading them. That's, that's the difficulty. You've got to be able to get the information and get it presented in a style that is of evidential value that can actually be tested in court and it's not that easy it does need uh, specialisms 
Tommy, did you ever? Uh, you said you, you you had situations where they didn't actually get there, but people tried to do it. Did you ever uh, front somebody else up and go and see a teacher or, or your parents or a relative or, or whatever, and, and and say, look, I've I've got a problem here? Did you? Um, yeah, I think I did eventually at one point. I think some of it was indirect. I think sometimes it was conversations that I was having. You know, what did you what did you do at Grandma's over the summer while you were visiting? And oh well, we went to you know the neighbor's house and and you know they put these films on and you know they were drinking and what what do you mean? And then it was uncovered indirectly because I didn't even know what I was experiencing or, or or even know that it was a problem in the first place because some children will not see that because they know you are how you know you've not got said it again this point before not got the capability of that age of actually understanding some may assume uh, hopefully not that, that it's perfectly ordinary yes exactly and in my instance one of the instances that's that's what it was it was going to a neighbor of my grandparents and and the husband and the wife my cousins who had been staying there being watched during the summertime and um, you know they had pornography on in the background and they were drinking and this was all very normal and i felt uncomfortable because i had never experienced anything of the sort um but i didn't go back and tell because i just thought well they they were just acting as if it was normal in your police officer role did you ever have to speak to children that that, that the allegation was coming from and if so how difficult was it to to, to talk to them and to, to explain it to them and to understand them well it's difficult because you've got to deal with it in a way that is appropriate to the children uh, but you've also got to deal with it in a way that's appropriate for when it's presented at court so it's a very difficult balance and and it's important that you don't traumatize the children more by them having to go through it as well so you, you've got that that fine balance and that's why it needs specialist officers to deal with it and therefore specialist training of, of course and more costs yes but yes. it needs to be done doesn't it it's got to be uh, done is this government addressing it enough or is it diving away from it no it's not addressing it it's just it's just not dealing with with the issues of crime at all well we're talking about crime we're going to be talking about cybercrime cybercrime we're also going to be talking about the, the sort of the media, the, the social media, which people can fake things, can do things, can say things. That's going to come more and more into the criminal world. I mean, they're already saying now they're making it into more severe crime, more severe likelihood of sentences. It's becoming an assault-type situation. All that's got to come. You're listening to Mansfield 103.2. Apologies for the subject. One worth listening to. And these are the guys who are going to tell us more about it. You're listening to Mansfield 103.2 points... Point two, yeah, points to an increase in child sex offences across the United Kingdom. Tammy Butler in the studio with us. She, in a live in America, experienced this type of thing. Sid Pepper, who makes the point that, you know, when people are so young, how, how do they respond to this? Some of them may even think, hey, this is this is probably OK. Uh, they probably know no better. Uh, and, and, and Peter Jones former detective chief inspector who says yeah you've got to understand that there, there isn't enough policemen to be able to deal with it we've talked about rotherham but let's talk about nottinghamshire let's talk about mansfield and, and here in nottinghamshire a, a one-fifth increase in crimes against child sex offenses this year and some of those could be child on child 
I mean, that that's that, that's very possible, isn't it, Peter? The, what, what, what do you call a child under the age of 18, say? Yeah, of course it is, yes. And I've obviously dealt with offences where it's been child on child, child within the same family. Uh, sometimes it's, it's, it's one of those things that happens. It's often swept under the counter, uh, but uh, it does happen. Uh, and you, but you need to look at why the child is creating that abuse. What has brought that to fruition? Is it because they think it's it's natural, it's normal because of what they've seen? Oh. Or is it because uh, of, of, of something that they've experienced? Is it because of a mobile phone? Is it because of this camera type situation where, alright, some of it is, is, is purely a sort of phone picture banter. Your silly mates asleep in the corner so you take a daft picture of your silly mate and you send it around to, to all the rest of them. Or worse still, the, the pretty girl who's perhaps in some state of undress and she's at the age of 13 or 14 and you're in the same school class or whatever and you're daft enough to flash that around to everybody. Effectively, you're incurring, you're, you're, you're starting the beginning of what could very serious, end up being a very serious crime, the wrong people looking at it. Yeah, of course, yeah, and that's exactly it. It's Sometimes it's, it's stupidity. I wouldn't go as far as to say it's innocence because it, it, it's not, but it, it's stupidity. Uh, and then it just gets out of hand. Do we spend enough time talking to our, uh, to our children and our youngsters? Never mind just children. Sometimes, you know, everybody has a right to their own privacy. But, you know, I'm watching at home. I'm sure, I'm sure you are, Sid, as well. I'm watching uh, people playing with phones. They're probably doing completely innocent things. They might even be doing their homework, etc. But sometimes if you just watch a story on the television or something like that, which jerks your mind into this direction of crime, etc., you're sometimes wondering, is some clown out there communicating with my son, my daughter or otherwise in an inappropriate manner? Well, of course, it's not so much that. I mean, it's pornography out and out. I mean, this is freely available to young boys from 12, 13, whatever. They've got no idea then how to respect female in their later years because it becomes something. It's not about love. It's not about growth. It's not about getting to know somebody. Suddenly, we've made it into this pure sex-driven. And I don't know why that is so accessible because people do it for money. I don't see how they make money out of putting stuff online in whatever form it is for these young children to access because they're not paying for it so what's driving this and it's it's society generally i'm sorry we we are in a mess in so many levels and no government seems to want to deal with it in a proper and orderly fashion and and while we've got this happening it's going to get worse and worse and worse uh, one area that has been caught, obviously, is social services, and I, I do put a big responsibility on them. They've got a duty of care. That's their job, is to be aware of vulnerable children and, and check them out and visit and note. Why don't they? Yeah, and the other side of that, I've spoken to a couple of social service officers over various stories, etc., at times, and they also, you know, fair do as you've criticised them, let me come back at you from what they've said to me. They've said we've got to be ever so careful in what we say, what we do, and, uh, and how we act, and we are often accused of going over, to doing too much, uh, and incurring getting children perhaps taken away from their parents. When they those parents or those foster parents or whatever have done absolutely nothing That's wrong what they get trained for it is a difficult line to walk and i accept that but the point being is yes you can have accusations which are false anyway it's about picking up on a family it's about picking up on little signs 
that then start to form a p- picture or a pattern which you then monitor over months and years. Uh, so, no, they need to be far more aggressive, but it is difficult for them because then they'll get sued or we take a child away from a family and we've got nowhere else to put them. They're probably better off where they were. These are decisions that they're paid to do. That's what their job is. No, the police are paid to do, but there isn't no, enough no, of them to be able to do no, it. No, the police are paid, uh, there to uh, react to a crime. I'm saying your reporting structure begins, first of all, with social services and then followed by teachers because they get to see these children every day. Yeah, we've, uh, strangely, we, one of the things we, we, we're not expected to do on a radio station is ever refer to a, a, an advert, but I'll tell you that there's a message being carried in a, an advertising form on, on this radio station at the moment, which is a, a paid-for message, which is encouraging people, if they see anything at all that they feel it might be child abuse, to go along the road, which would take them eventually to social services, to the, 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 the council, the county council. The county council, if they feel there's a, an abuse situation, and it, it can be mental abuse, physical abuse, or whatever, but this is usually seen as an adult type of abuse on a child, they then put in a, a designated officer, social services, teams, etc., and they do all that as well. But let me turn to, 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 to you, Tammy. You have children, yeah? Yep. Fairly yep. young children, yeah? Uh, one's fairly young, one's one's adult now. Yeah. Uh, how do you uh, approach a situation where you, you begin to think, hey, there could be something here that you want to make sure they don't get involved with? Because we all like to presume our own children are mm. better than that, don't mm. we? We yeah. all like to assume that. And so many people have had that dreadful surprise to find they're not. Yeah, well, and again, I think it's one of those things where it's not just that they're good children it's it's the naivete though it's the innocence of them not even knowing what to look for um from my side i think i've I've gone the route of some parents totally disagree i i use scare tactics like what give us a scare tactic um uh, when my daughter was quite young she was she was a very social small girl and she was quite happy to wander off in the middle of a store and by the time we left the store she had known everybody by name in the store because she just trusted that everybody was okay to go up and talk to wow um so eventually this became such an issue where i actually became concerned i actually started putting a bit of fear of god into her by the basis of saying you know you know that 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 gentleman that you're standing in the corner talking to how do you know he's not going to pick you up and, and take you out of this store dear you may never see mommy again don't talk to people you don't know and unfortunately my son had the same problem where he was too trusting Um, and I went into an absolute panic one evening where he didn't come home I was petrified my husband and I were running around everywhere It, it turned out he'd wandered into innocently and no issues but wandered into one of the neighbor ladies elderly ladies house and she invited him in for a cup of tea and he was sat there chattering away safely but he didn't understand the fear of what could have happened I, so, I, I can't even estimate how that fear. <laughs> uh, Peter, you must have come at the other end of that that type of fear when a, a child's gone missing, that type of thing, when it's reported to the police. Yeah, it's, it really is one of the most horrific uh, events that can happen in anybody's life. That even if it turns out okay, it is it is frightening, and it's it's something that if you haven't experienced it, you'll never understand just how scary it can be. 
Now, people like Barry, we're talking about the, the guy who, inside football. I mean, I think that the total figure was about 32 years imprisonment that he actually received. And, of course, the, his, one of the clubs he was involved in, Crew Alexandra, are facing all sorts of situations now at the moment where it's being alleged that they, they, that they maybe knew more. You know, not yet in the criminal events uh, of being charged with it. There may be, maybe do more. I mean, Sid, do you feel at, at stages people do suspect or have in the past suspected something and done nothing about it? Oh, absolutely. There's no question about that. Uh, just coming on to the point where Tammy was talking about there. Parenting is still really what it's about. But how many of us are equipped to be parents? I mean, who teaches us? You're quite right. You've had to do the fear of God, which is a sad thing to have to do. But you have to protect him against the wilder world and, and the people that are out there. And, and it's the same here with sport. Uh, they've gone into their eight, nine-year-old. They just want to play football for whatever. They've met this guy, apparently, he's good-looking, he was slim, it was... Oh, he, all the things that they aspired to. He was supposed to be a brilliant footballer as well. So they just hung on to everything this guy did and said. So it was a natural progression from them as an eight-year-old. What I can't understand is when they became 16, 17, 18, and whether they've got uh, promising careers or not, probably not by now, because they've missed that particular boat, why they've not, why they've not actually had a word, never mind with the authorities, uh, because then that would be almost self-policing. I, I just don't understand the control that they have over these people. I never will understand it. 99% of people won't understand it, and that's why it's getting worse and it needs governmental action. I'm sorry, it needs some, some something on the statute book that really starts to spell out the areas. Now, you're talking on that vein, and you're quite right, I'm sure. Police forces need an improvement in their recording methods. Survivors need to feel more confident. Online groomers have become a significant problem. And there are hundreds of children out there not just children people who were children because the child is father of the man or the woman yeah who have suffered that sort of thing so what you then get as this more confidence comes peter jones is more and more and more allegations now not all of those allegations will necessarily be true so uh, you get a tip up of so much more work for less policemen and at the same time you also create a situation where some people who are absolutely innocent uh, by a malicious claim and they could be malicious those claims good and bad uh, a police are then wasting their time and destroying the lives perhaps of some other people well yes but this case of barry bennell has been going on since 1994 he was arrested if you remember in the usa for offenses initially and, 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 and his club and sent, sent, his club sent over references to how good a chap he'd been and how well he'd looked after the children, etc. And it's those very things like those references now that are, are being looked at. And that was the point I made before. I'm sorry to take you off, no, off the main frame. But organisations that perhaps just about suspect, but oh, I don't really think so. That sort of, I don't really hand across the, oh, I don't think so. I don't, mm. don't think our Jonathan or our Maggie would have ever done anything like that. But in reality, they just want to get on with the game and keep out of it. Yeah, accept that, but, but what I was going to say is that this is not something that's just happened. In 1994, he got four years. When he came back to England in 1998, he was arrested for offences that had been alleged over here uh, and got uh, uh, another nine years. Uh, and then, of course, that's 
that's meant that there's more people made complaints, there's been further investigations uh, for, for offences that, that happened in the 70s, 80s and 90s. Uh, and in the event, he actually got sentenced to 454 years. But, as you know, most of those were... Uh, were concurrent, mm -hmm. so actually uh, his top sentence was 30 years, I think, in jail and one year uh, uh, on probation or on licence when he comes out. But it's, it's certainly uh, been at it a long time and the justice system has been at him a long time. Agreed, but he couldn't have done that without some complicitness because the point being is I was reading a very interesting article uh, where a lot of the children, because they were at school at this time, don't forget, mm. uh, where there was three or four and would be met uh, by him in his in his capri in his short shirts or whatever and uh, they were called Benel's bum boys now the point being is if the kids knew that if the kids knew that why wasn't it dealt with then it's, it's, it's actually you don't find how dig you deep on this it's wrong on so many levels yeah. and and it's all about having firm yes you've got to have police and I understand that but we've got to have moral we've got to have a return of moral standards is there something perhaps and we'll discuss this in a moment where the the police, the social services or whatever, just find this horrible problem, and we must all with children think about this as a horrible problem, uh, of our children in any way be, being abused. It's almost something that, it's the nightmare that you, you don't want to wake up to and think, hey, was that reality? More on that right after this. You're listening to Mansfield 103.2. We're talking about the problem of child sex offences increasing and in the Nottinghamshire area by 20% to 1,308. And new figures from Nottinghamshire Police show the number of offences an increase to, as I said, 1,308 from 1,092 the previous year. Those figures came from a freedom of information request to police who found officers in Nottinghamshire last year recorded 385, now that's nearly 400 offences against children aged 9 and under 10% of all offences was flagged as having an online element. So to have an online element, the, 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 the 9 and 10 year olds must have been able to get online to be able to see how the online element worked. All right, it might have been pornography and that sort of thing. How would you stop something like that, Peter? I have no idea. That's just, just something that uh, is way out of my skill set because people have access to these computers and, and they are useful in many ways. Uh, but there, is, there seems to be no control over what content people can access. Yeah, uh, you, you can. You can stop certain films from your children watching them until they find out the code you put in to try and stop those films, etc. Sid, we had your very intelligent daughter on, on, on this programme some while ago. Have you ever had a conversation with her about this type of thing? Not in, in any way to, to say that she could be involved in it, but at the same time to say, what's her view on it? Well, we do have open conversations. She's... Uh intelligent beyond the years which makes it easier to have a proper conversation at this critical time in her life if she was a bit less mature it would be harder she wouldn't understand the question but i mean she's 13 now she's coming up to that danger period we've got her through to 13 um but the job's not done yet and it's all about parental it's also watching and uh, we're actual fact we're probably overprotective and we make no apologies for that the NSPCC, uh, Tammy Butler, is calling for the government to direct more resources to ensure high-quality training and support is available to frontline police officers to help raise awareness of safeguarding procedures and tackle child sex offences, especially the ones 
online. This, if, if you like, is part of the cry that's also coming from the police in Rotherham, where so few people have actually been prosecuted, although there's been thousands of allegations, and they believe hundreds, maybe thousands of children, have been affected. Uh, more resources. I mean, every time you, you ever talk about resources, they seem to be being reduced. Uh, uh, how, how on earth can it work without a government putting more money into it? I think they've, from my side, I've watched my son and my daughter go through lots of courses and classes and awareness things at school. So the school seems to be ticking the boxes from, a, from my view as a parent. They've, they've, they send letters home. They tell us they're going through, you know, we're, we're going to be talking about child expo sexual exploitation and online safety and the police are coming in and doing courses and etc. So from a school's perspective, uh, the educational standpoint, I see that happening. But the only again it's not down to just the police from my side it's down to me as a parent it's down to me having that control over my child because I have the right to and the responsibility to as a parent to make sure I know exactly what they are doing at all times do you believe that a number of parents you know do not perhaps do, do, do they sort of hide from the potential possible problem do you think that's a possibility I don't know if it's hiding or if it's just that I think some are maybe a bit lazy. So the online social side, YouTubes, iPads, computer games is an easy way of your child is occupied. And or maybe at a slightly older age, are they more dominated by the children saying, well, I'm going online? Yeah. And, and they oh, don't, well, they and go they into don't, their room underneath to. the covers. Of the, pull, pull the duvet over their they head. Don't and be they're the, online. Yeah. They don't want to be the bad parent who's just had a child who's now storming out of the room. I hate you, mom. You know, well, good, I'm doing my job then, if you hate me, because I'm not supposed to be your best friend. Is it the danger sometimes of trying to be too much a friend to the child rather than being a parent? Very much so, very much so. Best words ever were told, you are not their friend, you are their mother. With a duty. With a duty uh, uh, of uh, care. As, as Dad said, you're nodding for those looking left of the radio. Yeah, well, that, that's perfectly right. We'll come back to parenting, don't we? Yeah. But who, teach the, who teaches the parent? And unfortunately, life's experiences teach you as a parent... Uh, what you need to be looking out for and you're quite right you're not supposed to be a children's friend and it's just, it's just, it's as simple as that you're there to guide them they know or they will know by the time they get into the 20s just how important their mother and father has been to them in some instances they don't have both we understand that but doesn't say that anybody could lack parenting because there's only one it's quite feasible Thankfully, there are all these groups now that uh, help people uh, with parenting. I can't remember the name of the uh, of the charities, but there are a number of uh, charities now that actually take people who uh, have uh, struggling issues uh, as a parent and actually try and 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 sort them out. So that's that's very positive. Uh, but uh, but unfortunately, I can't remember the name of the of the charity that does it. Do you think NSPCC should do more? They've been there for years. Right, they're the ones that should grow up, see this changing threat, see how it's all changing, and they need to reorganise. And they have departments that deal with it. This is a specialist charity; they well, should be taking the lead on this. Well, they are a charity, and of course, a charity exists on voluntary donations. And you know, maybe they have the same problem as well. That there isn't sufficient money being put into, uh, or, or being volunteered and given to them. And it's that not a government-supported type situation. But at I the think you'll find they probably get government money in the same way that Oxfam do. Well, they probably get... Well, yeah, well <laughs> how Sid can come in quickly with the low ball sometimes. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll leave that one. Peer group pressure. Now, Sid, 
Peter, maybe you too, Tommy, a boy and girl, this one. When we were kids, there was different peer group pressures. They weren't always good peer group pressures as well. I remember thinking I had to fight and sort of, dare I say it, actually physically headbutt somebody when I was a, uh, uh, when I was a kid. It was almost seen as a badge of honour that one would know how in the schoolyard to be able to have a scrap that type of thing. I don't know what girls would have as a, an alternative to that. Sid, Sid do you agree? I, can, I, I was brought up in Rainworth and it was a daily occurrence. You had to stick up for yourself and defend yourself. I didn't get this nose naturally. And uh, and basically that... But I didn't know any different. Coming back onto this point about sexual exploitation, you don't know any different. Equally, you don't know any different about if you're living in a physical regime. All you do is see it at school and either you get ground down by it, right, or you tackle it and it goes away. And, and I always remember my father saying to me, you know, never, never give in to a bully. Uh, but I also remember him going round to one house... Um, because I'd had enough, basically, he went round, and, and the parent just nutted him. Didn't even have a conversation, boof, that's that. So, basically, this this is where we brought up, and I don't have a problem with that, it's learnt me some skills. I learnt how to run quickly, I learnt a little bit of humour, because you can bring that into an environment, and it's part of learning. You can't overprotect, can you? This is the whole point about being a parent. Yes, you want to be concerned about it. you have to warn them about all this, that and the other, but they still have to have a life, they still have to enjoy life, they still have to think there's otherwise, some pleasure the, out there for themselves yeah, to otherwise find. Otherwise, a child that will walk, run across the road if you if you don't at least well, that say was, that was one of the first things we taught children, of course, how to cross the road, and that's still with us today. We don't see many that gets run over. Thank goodness. Why is that? So if we can do that with that, this is the new getting run over. Okay, this is the new getting run over. Sort it. Now, sort it is the word, but how? And that was we uh, we won't sort it in in this program. There's no way we can do that. But if you uh, we'll make you we'll move you up from a, an ex acting detective chief inspector, right? We'll move you all the way right up to the top of the police force, and you've got to go and see the government. What would you say to them? In respect of what? But the uh, increase in child abuse. Well, you've just got to realise that these sort of inquiries take an awful lot of staff who have to be particularly trained uh, and if you're going to be cutting staff all the time we're not going to be able to provide the service that, that we want to do it, it's as simple as that and uh, I can remember uh, Steve Green when he was Chief Constable he got uh, slashed quite badly uh, by the government for actually standing up and saying you're cutting us too far and he did cut them a very long way it didn't cut them a very long way. We won't see an increase in policemen. Rotherham won't get the extra hundred they're talking about, or will they? No, I don't think so. There's, there's just no way that, uh, that the government are on sight of these sort of things. Are we going to need a prison eventually? We're going to go to uh, to Sid in a moment. Uh, there needs to be, because of so many types of sex offences, and they go through the courts eventually, if they get them into the courts, and these people are sentenced, are, are found guilty... Are we going to need specialist prisons for sex offenders? Because they'll we've got them. Totally, we've actually got one in Nottinghamshire. What? Totally for sex offenders? Yes, yes. No one else but sex offenders. That's right. It? Exactly. Yes. How does that work? It, it, it works uh, the same as all prisons. It, it just means that you've you've actually got people who are sex offenders who would be vulnerable in the mainstream prison system uh, being dealt with and actually getting specialist uh, training and and specialist help to make sure that when they come out they're actually uh, looking more reasonable and uh, and fit in, into t 
a society more. But uh, well, we'll talk yeah. about fitting into society more in just a moment. Because I'm going to ask you a very key question right up to the break: Is there any way now that when somebody comes out of these prisons, uh, be it supposedly reformed, paroled out of the prison, that uh, they're, they're living up the road from us or whatever, we've got young children? Are we going to be able to know that there's a Peter Pal somewhere around? Don't answer now. Answer in just a moment. You're listening to 103 Points to You, and we're pointing to you. We're pointing to everybody. We're pointing to the police. We're pointing at social services. We're pointing at kids. We're pointing at, we're pointing at paedophiles. That type of thing. Sexual offenders. Peter, I just said before the break, if somebody has gone to this prison, like you say in Nottingham, which is mainly for sex offenders, they eventually are paroled. They've, they've, they've served their time. Everybody should have a, a chance of being rehabilitated into society. But hang on, hey, you know... There's uh, there's Tammy living in, on the estate with with a couple of kids, and uh, she's heard when she was walking down to school, uh, another person said, I think well, that weird guy who lives at number nine hundred and forty-seven. Uh, I'm fairly certain he went to he went to jail. Uh, not him particular, but can she? Can anyone find out if there is that type of sexual offender living close by to them? Yes, you can, uh, particularly if you are likely to be living with that individual. There's a, there's a law now that says that you can actually ask the police to check to see whether that offender or that individual has been an offender. And I'm pretty sure that you can do it as a member of the public if you have good and valid reasons to want to know. So you, it's a cross line here. There's a tension between, on the one hand, the, the, the person coming out, be it man or woman, because they're sex offenders of both type, uh, trying to regain their lifestyle and on the other side of it people who don't want to feel that their, their children or themselves are threatened exactly and it's only right that you should get that balance and and so the police uh, will will actually make sure that you have a valid reason to know uh, and uh, people who have come out will obviously be still on the sex offenders register and the police will still be monitoring those individuals as well but uh, it's I think it's more to do with uh, whether the fact that you are moving into a relationship with the individual rather than somebody down the street have you ever questioned a sex offender right. actually in a police situation in that 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 uh Consulting room, call it what you will. Have you had to question a sex offender in your life? Oh, many times. Oh, yes. How difficult is that? Uh, it's not difficult uh, because uh, they are criminals, and so you deal with. Well, it you don't know way. when you're just trying to get the information whether they are or they're not. So, uh, well, you have to you, be very careful in the way you talk. Well, obviously, uh, because you want to get them to cooperate with you, so it's important that you you actually work in a way that's that's going to give them the confidence to respond to your questions in a positive way. In some ways you have to be friendly in order to try and get the information you want? Well, it's always the best way to get information is to be friendly with anybody. So it's, it, it's important that you continue with that line. Do you believe sometimes those people, I mean, you're not to be the judge of this, but do you think sometimes that it just revolts you so much on any particular one? I mean, there are areas of tick boxes of how bad it is, perhaps. But sometimes you suddenly think this person should never be allowed in society. Of course. Uh, I've dealt with some very, very serious and, and distressing cases. Uh, but it's important that you do what you're supposed to do to make sure that these individuals are dealt with properly by the court. Yeah, the thing is, uh, Peter, though, they're not always weird looking, are they? I mean, this is, if anything, this is this Barry Bonnell thing has proven 
how wrong that perception of the the guy lurking about dirty with, a, with a dirty mac on and whatever uh, they still exist of course they do and they've always been there and they've certainly got mental issues and of course no, let's not forget there is a mental issue here as well it's not all about individuals uh, doing daft things uh, there are reasons why some people do things and they need help so that's another side of society that we should look at the other thing we should be very careful of uh, the use of child line has also grown that's fantastic that's a well-known number that children can ring but equally on the other side of the coin, I think there should be anonymity until something is proven one way or the other. So the victim can be anonymous and I also think the, the alleged person also has anonymity because it can ruin a life when in actual fact it wasn't necessarily true. So the truth will out for sure, but don't prejudge the outcome. I'm going to talk on child line for a moment. Thanks for bringing that in. in. And Tammy, I'd like you to listen particularly to this bit. Uh, this is a, a statement uh, by a child. I was playing an online game when someone I didn't know started sending me rude messages saying they wanted to have sex with me. The things they said were horrible and disgusting and made me feel scared. I blocked them, but it was really scary, and I was worried that someone I didn't know could message me like that. That was somebody phoning in to Childline. My, my, my question on that... Mm. yeah. Why did they phone Charline? Yeah, that's good. Why didn't they say something to mum or dad? What would that? What would the thought process be there? Again, is it because, because they're so young? They're probably worried they're going to get the games taken off of them per- permanently. Um, oh, oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> that's the possibility, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. And they, and my, to be honest, my son initially probably would have had the exact same train of thought. He would have been like, "Oof! If they know that this is happening, they're going to never let me play on my PS4 again." So. We uncovered it in our house to the fact where he was complaining that I think it was more bullying than it was along these lines. But um, it was very simple. Well, guess what? You don't get headphones anymore because I want to hear every conversation you're having with anybody. You realize you have no idea who the person is that is pretending to be that 11-year-old boy on the other end of that PS4 is probably some 50- or 60-year-old strange man that's really happy to play with a bunch of 12- and 11-year-old boys on an online game. Um, so the PS4 is now in the living room, and there are no headphones. I hear every conversation. Um, but he would have done the same. He would have been terrified his games were getting taken away. I wonder if anyone has had their game taken away. I wonder if anybody <laughs> out there listening to us has actually had the, the gumption, I would say, to say, no, no, you're not doing this. You're not getting involved in that. I'm taking that away until you can learn to use it appropriately. Have you ever heard of anyone, have, have any parent having said that, Peter? No, no. I mean, it's uh, I've been uh, out of the organisation for some time, so uh, it's it's not something that uh, that I've have come across. And certainly, uh, I am a technic a technophobe, so there's uh, there's no way I would be able to understand what they were talking about anyway. I do it. I do it all the time, personally. <laughs> <laughs> you keep taking it off. Oh yeah, yeah. He gets it going for a month. You must be the hardest mum in the whole. I'm horrible. <laughs> no, no, I'm surely. But you're, you're you're deliberately trying not to be the friend, aren't you? Yes. The friend that says yes, yes, yes. yes. And, and surprisingly, he doesn't go on Facebook. He doesn't use Snapchat. He never. He uses his phone to make a phone call, and that's it now. Yeah, so you just be careful what he, he says on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to open the potential of something else getting taken away. Sid, you, you, you said before we even started this program, and, and it's so right, there's nothing nice we can say in this, is there? Accepting, you know, take parent responsibility. And we're all, certainly I'm at fault. I'm t- trying to be the friend far too often, etc. But it is a really worrying problem. And one of the things that has to be done is that more money, more government money, more, more attention needs to be put to it. Well, it, it certainly reckon needs to be recognised by government. There's no question 
about it and 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 if necessary have their own uh, people organizing it and give it a nabel even if nothing happens but you see when with peter was talking on before about rotherham if nothing happens in rotherham and i mean really seriously and involves a lot of people then we just become complacent we're sending out completely the wrong messages if 1500 kids don't matter in rotherham and people don't go to jail. This includes some police officers, some social services, all have to take some responsibility in what has happened there. And until an area does, I'm sorry it's Rotherham, but there are hundreds of towns like it. That's now been recognised. Just about every town has this issue. But let's take Rotherham, let's make that a prime example, show people that the law means the law, and that people are properly dealt with, and then that way it might stop. Would you suggest anything so radical and Peter feel free to come in and you Tammy that if a police officer if a social worker or whatever aware of something happening doesn't go to their darndest to do something about it they should possibly face some sort well, of that, that's the war boys thing and I think that's absolutely marvellous what's happened with the two ladies early victims of war boys uh, they got through they never were given proper credence why we don't know there's always two sides to a story but their argument was that they could have saved if they'd have been listened to they could have saved a hundred other victims and i think it's right and proper that the police can and should be challenged hopefully there's nothing there i mean we have a lot of respect for our police and and long may that continue but there's point there is something peter there is something so wrong well you know it anyway there's something so wrong with society that we're not doing anything about it and we don't do anything at Rotherham, it sends completely the wrong signal. Yeah, I agree. And uh, there are a couple of offences on the statute book of misfeasance and malfeasance, uh, where if people are in those positions of authority and don't deal with things, uh, it's a a serious offence and they will go to jail for it. So it's already there and it's been there for years. Uh, It's just that uh, it's perhaps not made public uh, quite as much as it should be, but certainly uh, officers have been prosecuted uh, under the offence of misfeasance. And I'm sure an awful lot of officers too have done a an extremely good job in extremely difficult circumstances of governments maybe having to reduce the amount of money they put into things but you know look at the child your child somebody else's child etc we make so much of a fuss when a, a child is born we congratulate parents grandparents go over the moon etc it takes far more than that there's a life the child is father of the man or woman. The baby is father, if you like, of the child or or, or woman, whatever way you like. We need to do more and we need to make our voices heard. And if you also know of somebody who needs help, you think needs help, etc., don't stay quiet. Report it to the county council or to the police, but report it and let and force, if necessary, one way or the other, an investigation to take place. In the studio was Tammy Butler. Always oh, delighted to have, have, have Tammy. And I, I really think that what Sid said earlier on, more needs to be done. He echoed that. And Peter Jones, who said that it's not just Rotherham. It's around the country. And yet, if people aren't doing their job properly in the right authorities, they too should be brought to task. And government, please be brought to task too. The producer of today's programme was Craig Priest. My name is Tony Delahunty. Good night, God bless, and look after the children.